Oh, it's a rainy, kind of cloudy day, and we're sitting on the porch about to do a pod, making up some pho broth. Right here, I got Dominic. Dominic, what's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, thank you. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, glad to have you here. Um, it's been a minute. It's been, I think, about a month since I did the last one. I'm, but I'm, I, I mean, honestly, I've been saying this the last six months. I'm trying to get the podcast back up and running. <laughs> so I'm glad to have you here recording. I'm excited to talk. Glad and, to be a part um, of it. Yeah. I guess we'll just get right into it and start with the Bryn origin story. So you can take that however you want. It can be the story of how we met or how you found out about me. We talked about this a little bit. So opening the floor to you to yeah. give your Bryn origin. Thank you. I'm trying to. I'm thinking first, like, do I look at you? Do I look at this awesome <laughs> setting out here? This plaid pantry, this this beautiful, light, rainy Oregon day. Yeah, oh, you can look wherever you want. This is awesome. Yeah, it, it's nice having the opportunity to do a little no eye contact conversation mm-hmm. or or we can. I haven't done one yet of just fully staring into someone's soul. <laughs> I think eventually I might need to do that. Be inside and just uh, have blinders on. You can only stare deep into someone's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Now this feels nice. It feels like we're on a walk. Maybe totally. I'll be able to open up more just yeah. looking out here. Yep. Um, origin story wise though. Yes. Um, so I was dating Haley, mm-hmm. uh, who we're now engaged. Woo-woo. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, and you were friends with Haley in high school. Uh huh. Not super close homies, super right? Close, but just but like, yep. Definitely someone that I appreciated. And mm-hmm. if I wasn't terrified of everyone, maybe we could have been a little closer, <laughs> which, you know, I think that we're going to try to get her on and do a recipe Yes, and pod another time. Yes. So I love that. I just wanted to do a meat dish today and she's a vegetarian. So perfect. Anyway. Um, so she, uh, told me that you were doing this, this video series, the slob core. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, this dude's belly's out <laughs> and this is awesome. <laughs> I love the like vulnerability. I love food and your vibe and just how you talked was very authentic. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, you just drew me in. And so, um, I can't remember if she, like what she did to encourage me to reach out to you. Did I DM you on Instagram? I think, or? Yeah. I think you sent me a DM and you might've even done it through her Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm not a grammar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really do the gram uh, so much to, so that I, I made a new Instagram uh-huh. with no pictures on it or anything. Uh-huh. And when I was going to um, propose, I messaged Portugal, the man, our favorite <laughs> band. Oh my gosh. Cause we're seeing them next month in Eugene. Was- Whoopsie battery died. Um, you were saying about Portugal demand. This is why some podcasts have soundboard peeps, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> um, so Portugal the man, and then Haley was like, "You, it looks like such a sketchy hacker account that you probably messaged them through." Like, what? Seriously? Like, no, there's no history on here. Like, you're just like, "Hey, scam." <laughs> so they did not answer back. Anyway, rip. Why was I even talking about that? Oh, um. Oh yeah, so that's why I use Haley's because I don't really mm, Instagram. Yep, yep. So I think it was a time when I was also going through some stuff mm. and wanting community. And um, she's like, "You need to have friends. You need to get out there. You yeah. need to meet people." Yeah. And I think you would love Bryn. Hell yeah! Oh and my gosh. you two would get along. And so I said, "All right, let's do it. I'll put myself out there." <laughs> I don't know. Did I invite you? 
to dinner in that mess or just say, hey, I love your channel because I've, yeah. I've been watching you? I think, I think it might have just been, hey, I love it. And then we talked a little bit and then it was like, yo, we should do lunch sometime. Okay. And then we ended up meeting at Boba and Hue. Yes. Oh, my gosh. In Southeast. Uh-huh. And if you haven't, people, if you haven't been there, it's a spot. It's a spot. It's a type of pho, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm, it's yeah. not like, it's a different regional uh-huh. dish that's similar. Yeah. And something about like the meats that they use. Because there's like some, there was like some blood uh, yeah. cakes in there. It was like a whole combo. And some interesting things. So we went there. It was spicy. It was delicious. And um, we clicked. Yeah. It was super cool. And so from my perspective, this was like. Only a month or two after I had started making the videos. because so I started maybe in like October of the year before. And I think we met up in January or February. I don't know the exact date, but I hadn't been doing it for that long. But it was right when I had kind of hit my stride. I think I started doing overnight oats and like just sharing more of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was I got COVID after I had started. And so during my COVID ones, like my mind was just all over the place. And that's when I really was like. So upset about the COVID situa- situation and shared more. And I think that's when I realized that on top of it being a cooking show, it can also just be like a place for me to express myself. Um, so, yeah, that was super cool to hear from you. And just like, oh, my gosh, Haley's boyfriend is like messaging me and like <laughs> so it's random. impacting that far out, which still blows my mind. But like I'm putting stuff out there publicly yeah. and like it's just so cool that. And also the fact that you were like picking up what I was putting down because it does feel like kind of vulnerable. Like, yeah, I'm just sharing my spontaneous thoughts, showing my big old belly on Instagram and like to all the people like random people from high school. But yeah, it just yeah, definitely was a time and it was a time where I was like wanting that community too, and also just realizing like how much people were struggling out there and like it just felt good to put something authentic like that and to engage more directly with the internet and to be more than just a viewer. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, so honored to meet you and to like have that lunch. And I remember you even saying something about like, it was kind of weird cause you were like a fan. Yeah. And so there's a little, not like power differential, but a little no, bit yeah. like, you know, more about me, obviously. Cause you've been, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, because you had been vulnerable and I like, um, had just been witnessing your some of your stories Mm -hmm. you are at a there's a different um dynamic there right yeah that is interesting like i've been just watching you right totally (laughs) but you haven't been watching me yeah but i also wasn't worried about that because that is one of the cool things like i don't need there to be an expectation and i'm fine like being witnessed and being like sharing these things out there and i just knew like okay this guy's probably pretty cool First off, if he's dating Haley (laughs) and just like, yeah, just instantly based off our messages. And then right when we met each other, it was just totally cool. And yeah, that was a super fun meal. And that was something I remember talking to a lot of like friends and family about like, oh my gosh, you'll never guess. Like this girl I went to high school with, like her boyfriend reached out about (laughs) Slobcore and like I made a friend through Slobcore. Yeah. Multiple degrees of separation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just so normal. And that's like. I think one of the main thesis points of like all of this is yeah, all those we're all on the internet. We're all using it to some degree and we really can make it more personable and you can feel that like, Oh, just these voices on the internet, just usernames, but just other people like you on their phone for the most part. Yep. 
Yeah, there's a certain um, passivity, right, that I'd engaged in with the internet. I haven't really mm-hmm. been engaged in Reddit, chat forums, yeah. type of groups like that. Yeah. And so to actually have a direct connection with somebody where you're messaging them and then meeting them in person uh, is pretty cool. Totally. Because you hear like the other end of the spectrum, right? Where it's like, oh, fighting. And like that interaction is going to be like beef. Yeah. And so to just come be like, let's get a meal and learn about each other. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, pretty that's cool. super cool. And I think because at this point I had already like made my like Rodcon friends and like mm-hmm. I had already been playing with like the internet as a place to like meet people and to like, there is this level of parasociality, but it's also normal. And so I think that also gave me a little more like, Oh no, this is going to be fun. Like what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Um, there wasn't too much risk. Cause mm-hmm. if we didn't vibe or get along, then I guess we just don't yeah. reach out again. Yeah. So then it was, took a while for this to happen uh-huh. just because of life and things like that. And then, um, yeah, finally I was like, you know what? Um, after I found out about Riley, mm-hmm. um, I was like, what a better time than to become a part of like oh, Grief Corps, right? Totally. Because I want to be there for you mm-hmm. and reach out. And we had talked about earlier that, you know, a text to say like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Is one thing. Uh-huh. But, you know, doesn't really like being present, I think, is even more important yeah. physically yeah. and then through food. Totally. <laughs> oh, why not? Yep. And then so that's why I chose Fa. Yeah. Today because that's when I first heard about Riley mm-hmm. and you're able to share about them and so I thought what a better way to honor yeah you and Riley and everything than to do do Fa up. Totally. <laughs> no, I think that's super good. And that's one thing that you reminded me is that we did talk about Riley that first time. Yeah. Can I tell people what your profession is? Sure. Go <laughs> so for it. You're a therapist. <laughs> yes. And so. That was like, at this point, I think I'd talked to some people about their situation. Um, I don't even remember exactly at what point they were, but I just remember it being so helpful just to be able to like, oh, hey, can I give you some really intense stuff right now? But it was like a cool conversation and just nice to be able to like kind of feel out where I'm at and kind of share what I was feeling. So, yeah, yeah, I just was like, dang, that was really huge. Oh, and that just makes me be happy able that to have that. And, that. Oh yeah. You were I, very, very good at listening and very helpful perspectives. I think that that was something that I did like was a part of me, even before I came a therapist. Mm-hmm. And then when people find out that I am, yeah, well, it goes usually two ways. One uh-huh. is I always get the like stare and they go, are you going to analyze <laughs> me right now? Diagnose me? Cause they're uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. And then just like, doesn't get mentioned again or they, start another topic right or the opposite where somebody delves into some some stuff <laughs> yeah but with you and with a lot of times i don't it's okay yeah right sure it's just important to set those boundaries like we talked about where i'm not doing therapy when i'm like listening uh-huh. and chatting that's just me definitely I just have, my mom's a therapist and oh nice you know i love this is what brings me life mm-hmm. i love stories storytelling oh, i love yeah. just being with people and hearing about them um and so that day wasn't like work for me. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely. Was just, just, uh, just homies. So, but yeah, I mean, it does, I do, I guess I do have some insights and I still help people who are friends, yeah. uh, get in touch with other therapists uh-huh. or help them navigate 
like, hey, here's what to expect. Uh, you can challenge your therapist, like make sure you're giving them feedback. You know, I can still help people along those lines totally. who are friends without like doing therapy on them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was super helpful because like, yeah, I think at this point, Riley's just the point where like every six months or so they would have some sort of like manic episode. And mm-hmm. so just like trying to know how to support them and also kind of being ready for that. Um, but like I've talked about before, there was like different levels to what I would share. Cause a lot of people I'm talking to are also Riley's friends and yeah. like they did need support, but I'm also like trying to not like, I'm not their therapist either. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was definitely an interaction I felt very appreciative of. Well, I don't know um, about you, but sometimes you can share more with somebody who's more of a stranger totally. than like family or friends. Oh, or already totally. like, oh, I, I can't say this uh-huh. or they're going to be impacted that way. Right. Whereas like me, totally. I don't really, I besides Hale, I don't know anybody else in your family <laughs> right. or. Right. Right. And yeah, so much for me, like. I can be such of like an anxious person sometimes, but then when I'm getting going in a conversation, like I'm just letting it flow. And there's just sometimes like with some people, it just whatever feels right and natural comes out. And so that was definitely a time. And I mean, over a good steamy bowl of pho, like (laughs) hard to go wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, what's cool about slob corn with food is I think you need a medium yeah, uh, in place. Like some people go golfing. Some people play darts. I don't know. Right. Like, if you're just staring at each other and having a conversation, it's so intimidating. Whereas like you can go back to the broth and then totally uh, switch around. The thing though, that's interesting. You'd be saying about anxiety. Cause I'm pretty extrovert and people like, Oh, but you just talk and like friends. Mm-hmm. I get anxious too. Oh, I'm totally. anxious also. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like, I decided to put that energy into being like super talkative. Uh-huh. And I feel like being like going into a social setting and then kind of like, being in the corner is actually not safe for me. Like I'd feel more, I feel better like jumping into something. Yeah. yeah, Right. And so I just say that to help people not feel as alone, be like extroverted people get anxious too. Like just, well, yeah, it's so funny. My whole life, people's perception of me has always felt so different than my internal perception. And I think that's a pretty normal thing. Yeah. But it is pretty funny. Like, talking about how anxious and worried I am on like making podcasts and like being comfortable, like sharing all this stuff, but it totally has been a practice for me. Like I think the podcast really came from, I was doing all these slob cores with people and we're like cooking together and eating together and having like three hour long conversations that were like super fun and it didn't feel awkward. I was like, dang, I actually am good at talking to people and I enjoy like getting deep and like, I think there's something here to like let myself be a little bold and just like record it and like want to do this thing I care about. It surprises me when you say you have anxiety because it doesn't come across that <laughs> right, way. I always right. forget. Like even like watching totally. the videos, you're like, hey, guys, I'm making this. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what you're doing. Like things are happening. <laughs> right. And even now it's like I you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. I was also kind of that asshole who would like be super nervous about a test coming up. Mm. And then like fully ace it. Yeah. <laughs> and what I was those. talking about, oh, I'm going to do so, so bad. badly. <laughs> oh, what did you get? A hundred percent. But I was worried. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is funny too. Like my family, I don't even know, like maybe everyone feels like they're the quiet one, but I felt like I was more the quiet one. 
Cause like my family is very boisterous and gregarious mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think part of it is I much prefer like one-on-ones more like intimate, like conversations and in like a big group setting, like there's so many people that want to be listened to and seen that mm-hmm. I'm more of like a, I can kind of sit back in the cut more. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen you in a group setting yet, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, what it's Bryn been, looks like in the, totally <laughs> with a squad. <laughs> it's well, it's like the picnics. It's kind of the opposite. Cause it's like a thing that I put on. So I'm just like, I'm there. I'm like totally entertaining. Like I feel like I'm a big gourmand or something like throwing <laughs> a dinner party. Um, but yeah, it has been interesting. Cause I think like Haley said, like I was kind of more quiet in high yeah. school and I was, it's weird. Cause it's in some ways the last couple of years, I feel like I've been, more embodying like things about myself, like that I really engaged with in like elementary school or like core parts of myself that I maybe like made a little more quiet or like had for some reason judged or like didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last couple of years I've been like, okay, the world feels like it's ending <laughs> in a personal level in a grander level. And so like, I just need to express myself and just let it lay and like people can take whatever they want. Yeah, and, and in that process, people like just being allowed to be seen has been huge, and like the acceptance of that has just been amazing. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten anybody that's like not accepted you from online though? Because that's the thing that I think a lot of people get worried about of putting themselves out there. Yeah, I you know Haley will tell me like you should do a podcast too or something. Uh-huh. Like, no, I will not risk having people call me out or be haters like have you gotten any of that not really like Hmm. the only sometimes random comments and it'll just be like i don't know some teenage kid who's like gross put a shirt on or like there's that which i don't care about but there's been like no pushback especially from people i care about and part of me like oh i don't want to talk about like controversial things because what if like people get the wrong impression but i do feel like i speak pretty freely And I've even talked about like gender stuff Mm -hmm. and like things that a lot of people like don't want to say the wrong thing, but I've really just leaned into like, I have pretty good. I feel like I'm a pretty insightful person and I also do not get very defensive. Like if I slip up, I feel pretty comfortable like owning up to it. Yeah. Um, But there hasn't been any opportunities like that. Even I'm not like out here, like saying cancelable stuff or anything. That's true. It is something that's like, it's, it's easy to get into that mindset though. I even think of that right now or I'm like, yeah, sure. What would I say? That's like, not obviously a thing, but then someone might say, Oh, you said this that way. So now. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like the positive response has just been so overwhelming and like, yeah, people I care about like through my life, but you kind of disconnect, like, it's cool having this just be out there and like, yeah, like my random friend, Adam, who I hadn't talked to since the guy on the last podcast, like, he's like, Oh yeah, I love slobcore. And just like learning that is super cool. Um, yeah. But do you, do you feel like it can just stay here though? Cause I feel like if you get into this, right. Uh-huh. And you just gave me one of your slobcore stickers. Yeah. And then you were talking about some ideas uh-huh. for slobcore to prog- progress. Uh huh. Does it get to a point like you see with a lot of other things where you're going to get so big, right? Yeah. And slobcore is going to be like a movement that then it just loses so much of the essence. Totally. Of just being this chill. This is your tavern. Yeah. You know, you're having people stop by. Yeah. I have thought about that. I think a part, like I really do want to keep this my own thing 
And I feel like I've seen so many examples of people like completely ruining their life through like the internet and like chasing the fame and chasing the clicks where I do like check myself a bit. Cause I do feel like it could grow and there's like, cool new exciting things i want to do and you could get you could make money off it. you could capitalize on you get ads what about that that is like oh man i wish i could literally just cook for my friends and that be my job (laughs) well i've like on i think chef's table or Uh something one of those i some one of the chefs was saying that this is how it started for them oh yeah they the pop-ups right like pretty much what you're doing is like Mm -hmm. get some people together have them go in on some plates, right? Each yeah. person gives 10 bucks and you could host like home dinner parties. And then that branches out into like a little small space in the neighborhood. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Cause it is, I have joked, like I'll be making slob cores when we're like cooking beans over the fire in the can and like a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. Like I like just sharing like my thoughts and like food inspiration out to like friends and family. Um, but yeah, it could, there's also like, it could be cool to do other things or like, yeah, if I could make money from it, that would be sick. But part of me also wants to hold on to like, that's not the motivation. Cause even like the grief core, if slob core was like this big thing and mm-hmm. like it had a certain formula, I probably wouldn't like go so intense into my own like grief and personal things. But the fact that it's just like. It's whatever, wherever I'm at and I can make it whatever I want to be. And like, I've told myself that kind of gave me the freedom to be like, okay, I need to talk about this a lot. So here's my platform. Right. And if you got like sponsored or something like, Hey, can't be talking about grief. Yeah. Right. On the, on the pod. Yeah. Can't be doing that. Can't have that content. Right. Yeah. I'd be very hesitant about doing like any sponsorship, any like yeah. working and, with a company. And not that I am telling you that you oh, should sure, do that. Sure. I just think it's, it seems so natural. Yeah. So like I have this thing and we're so conditioned to like, how are you going to make it more productive? How are you going to make money uh-huh. off of this? Right. Like, yeah. Can't you can't just do it for fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. I almost intentionally like try not to look at like analytics and stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah, I feel like that's a difficult road trying to make stuff to be digestible. Cause yeah, I'm very precious about like keeping it like my voice and just whatever I want to in the moment. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I feel like if I ever monetize it, it'd be like a Patreon type thing. Mm-hmm. Well, really I just need like a sugar mama. If I like found a super rich person who's like, Hey, I'll pay for all your ingredients and health insurance. Oh my gosh. That's a dream. Any, uh, anybody out there? Yeah. All the mamas uh, listening. Hit up (laughs) at Slobcore. I don't know what the (laughs) slide into the DMs. Um, yeah. Here's my address. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the phone number, social security. (laughs) But yeah, I, I still am like, I'm still blown away by the effect that like it's had. And uh, yeah, part of me is like scared of doing well at stuff mm. and like growing things. I think a okay. little bit. Say more, say more juicy. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, well, cause even in like doing this and like putting myself out there, it does take a certain amount of like confident and trust in myself and like, this is something that people want to watch and listen to. And like, it's nice that people have told me that, mm-hmm. but I think my insecurities want to just go to, nah, who cares? You're being annoying. This is like boring or whatever. 
which is so not true. And that's not the reason I do it. Like, even if it was boring and stupid, I still like making them. I mean, this is fun. Like I've never done this. Yeah. Like we're just talking like we have for the last couple hours uh-huh. as we've been driving around getting ingredients for the, yeah. for the dish. Yeah. And it's cool that we're just out here talking, but we got these headphones on this mic. It adds another, you know, kind of like what you were saying earlier, earlier about being a kid. It's a form of play. Oh, totally. Like as adults, like, yeah. you know, I just turned 30 uh-huh. and it's like, we don't get to play a lot anymore. Completely. I play some video games sometimes, right? but like, if that's your only form of play, we got to still play. Yeah, no, that's, that's fun. That's been super fun about it. And maybe that's also it. It's like, oh, there's, it's weird having this thing that like people want to do a slob core with me mm-hmm. and like, it's kind of a hot commodity. Oh, And so then part of me is like, Oh, there's all these people want to do it, but I haven't had the energy and mm-hmm. then maybe feeling bad. Or like I said, there's like a pretty big list of people want to do the podcast, but me actually like feeling in the moment, like ready to do it hasn't happened as much. Gotcha. But it's also just like a muscle to practice. And even like, Three years ago, I even though in my mind, like I love podcasts and I've always wanted to do one, I wouldn't have done it because I still felt like super uncomfortable about my voice and just like sharing my thoughts and feelings and being so open. But then through making Slobcore and through just like sharing my pictures, it's just kind of like even if I have that insecurity, I can literally look back at all this evidence of like, okay, Bryn, that's just a little silly. Mm-hmm. And you're always a little bit anxious before you hang out with someone. Cause sure. that's just being a human. It's like rock bands who, um, years later still get nervous before they get on stage. Yeah. Right? Even if they've been performing for years and years, like totally acknowledging that just a little bit of that's going to be there still. <laughs> totally. Which right. Like means you care. Yeah. It means you're interested in it. Like right. that's activation energy. Like that's, it's part of being human. So completely. No, that's, I feel like I'm in the pantheon of like an elite crew being, oh, a, I have like, you a, are. <laughs> I'm, I'm here on, on the list, like to be a part of this. And I, I got so excited. Like I drove an hour from yeah, an hour away right. to like do slob court. Right. I so appreciate it. I was so excited about it. Like end of my week, it was kind of a long week. I'm uh-huh. like, I get to go make this awesome dish, be with Bryn, Fuck yeah. put something out there for people. Maybe I can be a part of this now yeah. with you to be like, Oh, I feel like I helped Completely. someone or, like we do at home, gave someone something to do while they're getting ready. If they're feeling lonely mm-hmm. in the morning, not wanting to go to work, they listen to yep. this and feel not alone. Right. So no, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just so like touched, like whenever I hear stuff like that, cause that is like part of my motivation. And, uh, yeah, it's just been so special. All the things that have come from this. And even like we said, like just the fact of being able to have Riley come over and like, mm. there's some slob cores where, they were over and they were just sleeping on my couch, mm-hmm. but I like made them dinner and I kind of made them eat, which they would struggle to do sometimes or that cooking vi- together too. That tamale uh, video uh-huh. I saw. Yeah. Oh, like I didn't get a chance to meet Riley, but uh-huh. because of Slobcore, I get to look at the videos yeah. and see that and be like, whoa, I feel like I get to experience them. Totally. Like their story and they get to live on. Right. Right. Well, that's been mm-hmm. I've been so honored that I've been able to like have that platform. And like one of the reasons I've shared so much about them in the last couple months is one, because I have so much to say and it's like so intense, but also I feel so lucky. Like so many of like family members who like haven't been able to see them or know them recently are just like friends of theirs or just people in the community. Like 
the fact that my page can be a place where people can like grieve and like yeah. help them through it and to kind of understand a little more. Cause I've been saying as much as it was like so hard to be so engaged and to really see like the depths of their like fear and their struggles. I also do feel so privileged that I was able to be there and able to be there for them and now be able to like kind of share, share more about that, even though it can be hard to talk about. Like I do think it's very helpful and important. And so the ways that I could use this thing that I had built to kind of like help do some of the heavy lifting of like helping people understand more. And uh, like, even like I took pictures of our ceremony with their body where we put them in the composter. Okay. And it's like, wow, it's wild that I got into like taking pictures of myself, my family, and this is where we are now. Yeah. But those are like so special. And I was able to share some of those with like, their close friends who were able to see their body and have some closure from that. And it was like this beautiful thing where we put like a bunch of flowers in with them and oh, like wow. Finley and Soren were there and like put their hands on Utu and wow. it was like so amazing. And just the fact that I've been like cultivating these skills of like making videos and making, taking pictures and to be able to use that in this process has really felt nice and being able to like, a way that I can help because like everyone's struggling with it and it's hard yeah. and it's not that I needed to do that. Like if I was so devastated that I just like stopped making videos for three months, that would have been okay too. Sure. But I mean, I've talked about it a lot. I'm just so glad to kind of have this platform and uh, yeah, to use those skills in this way, which I never would have expected. Right. And like you said, with, the, with that experience, it's very tangible, but not everybody got to experience the yeah. goodbye in that way. And so yeah. the photography acts as that like aspect of a tangible um, nature that somebody can still interact with a goodbye. Totally. That without the photography, I mean, like seeing some photos, they say a photo speaks a thousand words, yeah. right? There is something about, about it that uh, yeah it's not going to be the same as being present uh -huh. but some of the photos that you have you're getting to see riley in a way that even you didn't get to experience yeah being in person like uh i think i made a mention of the eras uh -huh. I, that's what the kids are saying these days right nice. my this era so i'm trying to <laughs> trying to stay hip trying to stay relevant perfect um but seeing all the different eras is cool too yeah. there's a timeline We've been talking about timelines, right? Uh -huh. Like where'd the last couple of years go? And yet you have this whole timeline up on the wall right now. Yeah. Where you get to see Riley through these different times. Right. Definitely. And I think, yeah, it just, it still blows my mind. And like, cause like part of the reason for getting into photography was like, I don't really take pictures. I haven't been documenting my life that much and coming out of quarantine being like, okay, I'm going to do this. And part of it's like my own health anxiety of like, I'm worried that I'm just going to drop dead at any second mm. just from like, oh yeah, classic, like random heart attack or whatever. Sure. And that's more like hypochondria type stuff. Um, but that's like another reason for like making all this stuff and expressing myself and like putting myself out there. It was a little bit like, shit, what if I just like die? Yeah. I want to be witnessed and to like document. And so it is kind of wild that that led into this thing that helps with actual death. Um, hmm. But where was it going with that? Uh, the eras. Well, it's like being witnessed, you know, like yeah. we've been talking about that a lot today of like being known, being seen. That's a, at a core of 
a need we have as humans, right? Yeah. And it doesn't happen a lot these days. There's so much isolation. Oh, People yeah. aren't feeling seen, like physically, Definitely. spiritually, emotionally, all the things. Mm -hmm. And so your process right now with video podcasts, like yeah. you're literally concretizing witness. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> right? like, in all the forms. Yeah. Which is what you have control over. You uh -huh. don't have control if you're just going to yeah like have a heart attack but sure. you have control over this completely and you're making the most of it completely yeah and it's funny we talk about like me being quieter in high school and stuff and throughout my whole life i've always been like so fond of people and like of so many people but have never i there's times where i haven't felt like i've uh voiced that or like let people know how much they mean to me and like mm -hmm. part of me is i don't want to be too intense or whatever but this has been a fun time where like I can share a meal with someone and that's like definitely a love language or even just making this stuff out and like talking about hard stuff for just the fact that I know that someone out there has like experienced similar things. There was one friend that I hadn't seen in years and I kind of told her about like my panic attack, like anxiety experience for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's been going through like the exact same stuff. Like at some yeah. levels, it was so wild. And yeah, things like we're in this era where mental health is like being talked about more, but there's still so much stigma and it's cool. Even in the things that feel like so unique to me and so like specific, it turns out a lot of people have experience with the same things sure. or yeah. With like addiction or overdose or like serious mental health issues. Like those things happen quietly. A lot of the time. It's very, very common. Yeah. It's I'm very surprised common. if I hear somebody who hasn't experienced any of the yeah. stuff we've talked about today. Yeah. Right. Um, and you talk about like in being too much or like being too intense, mm -hmm. but let's say that you, you are, yeah. and then someone like drifts away. Yeah. All right. Well, totally. Then they weren't for you. Totally. Right? You can spend the time with the people who actually want that and yep. thrive off that. Yep. Yeah. There's a level of people pleaserness that like, I still like to please people. Sure. Um, but there have been times where it's like at a toxic level and I like disregard my own needs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's been cool letting go of that. And yeah, just realizing I'm doing my thing. This is the things I care about and talk about and like I'm doing. And it's not incumbent on me to like make everybody comfortable or like palate to everyone. Cause that's impossible. Yeah. I mean the thing that you did, even when just having your shirt off, Yeah, I think I mentioned to you earlier on, like as a guy, and this doesn't get talked about a lot, yeah. but like um, body image for dudes. Oh. So I think that was one of the first thing oh, that struck yeah. me is like, whoa, you're putting it all out there. And I've like struggled with like my body image for a long time. Sure. And uh, it's one of those things that's hard to just like talk about with somebody just off the cuff. Yeah. Right. But yeah. the fact that you like had the belly out that alone totally was a mechanism to be able to like have that conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I really appreciated that. Thank you. Yeah. That definitely was intentional. And it, it cause like months before that, I kind of had been like kind of realizing, Oh, I do have body image issues. And just cause I didn't think I, I didn't have like anorexia or anything. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of like men with their bodies it's almost like you're taught not to think about it mm -hmm. and i don't know there's more academic language around that <laughs> um but for me it was interesting like when i was getting bigger i almost had like a reverse like kind of doodly body dysmorphia where i didn't accept that i was like kind of fat and kind of getting bigger mm -hmm. and like shirts were getting not fitting anymore um 
And part of that was because like internalized fat phobia stuff, whereas like, well, I don't want to be fat. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait, actually, I don't have a problem with that. And like the biggest I ever got was the most I ever like loved my body. Really? And part of that was like I was taking more like images, pictures of myself, especially once I got the camera. Mm -hmm. And that really helped. And I realized like, oh, yeah, you just take a bunch of pictures and you get a couple that are good. Yeah. And you just got to like trim them out. Um, and so when I decided to do slobcore, like I had kind of worked through a lot of that in the last few months. And I was like, well, especially my hairiness, too. Oh, okay. I had such a like, cause that is a thing. Some people don't like hairiness and I'm yeah. very hairy. And so, especially as a kid, I was like, well, I like my body, but I don't think other people find me attractive cause mm -hmm. like I'm gross and hairy. Mm -hmm. And then I was in a long-term relationship and then I got back hair during that relationship. Okay. So I was like, oh, now I got back hair. People must hate that. But then it turns out there's some people, most people don't care. Yeah. And some people really like hairiness. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some people are really about it. Yeah. Right. And it was funny with like other boys and men growing up, it was kind of like this, like, oh, Bryn's cool and manly because he's like super hairy, he has chest hair in uh -huh. ninth grade or whatever. Um, But my internalized image of that, like I did have a lot of shame around it. Yeah. And so, yeah, just to like let it hang out and be like, this is who I am and I love it. Yeah. Has been a big shape change up. I've literally thought about you some days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I'm like uh, getting down on myself, Hell I'm like, yeah. Bryn is just like sending it totally. and letting the body be out there and loving it. Yeah. Like having a really great time. And I'll look at like one photo of myself uh -huh. and be like, uh, I can't even, I don't even want to look at that. Yeah. So be like, but Bryn can do it. So it's been an inspiration for me. Well, I'm glad. And to the point where uh, we just are looking. Yeah, we were like finalizing engagement photos. Yeah. And I was already talking about that with the photographer to yeah. be like, just letting you know, I'm like already going into this not loving the idea. Uh huh. Cause uh, I don't think when I look at myself in photos, that's not how I see myself in real life. Totally. I feel like it never portrays the reality of like what I think I look like. Right. And they actually. It turns out their mom and sister are therapists. So they were asking me questions like a therapist. I'm like, oh, this is going yep. deep on an engagement, like photography intro phone call. Uh -huh. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting process moving forward. Because, yeah. like, just like what you've said, like, people have told us for the wedding, make sure you get a videographer and a photographer. Mm -hmm. If you do anything, like, don't um, hold back on, like, pricing and like, yeah. stuff for that. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah even though that's something that I'm like worried about. Totally. So, yeah, no, it is wild. And especially getting into photography more myself, like the self portraits are great, but I also have been loving just taking pictures of like friends and family and, and your nature photos and my nature photos. Yep. Um, but that is something. Cause I just realized like, Ooh, just as a society, there's so, people have so many issues with their body and their image. And like, we can be so self judgmental. And so like, I love taking a picture of someone and they like turn out great because mm -hmm. it's not that hard to get a good picture, but it's something that like we stress ourselves out about. Um, yeah. So I'm really glad to hear that that has affected you in that yeah, way. In a very positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so much can, we can just trip ourselves up so much with our own shit. Yeah. And I mean, I still do it all the time, but I like that word trip. Uh, it is kind of like a trip. Yeah. You're literally tripping. Right. And even if intellectually, you know, all the right things, you know, like 
about body positivity. Mm. It, it don't always be hidden. The intellectual side where you can read it in a book yeah. and hear a podcast and be like, yeah, I get yeah. that. But then that moment when you see yourself, boom, that can all wash away. Totally. Right. Totally. Yeah. Like I, I have specific memories of like being in middle school and just like looking in the mirror and this is the time where like people are starting to date. So it's like, Oh, my value is like mm. how I'm dating or like how I'm being perceived by like romantic interests or whatever. And I just, I can feel that like pit in my stomach of like hating my body even back yeah. then. And then for the longest time, I kind of just ignored it, but it was always there. Mm -hmm. And so it's been cool, like unraveling that and also talking about it with other people. It's like, Oh yeah, a lot of people do it. Even people like, people that I thought were like so attractive still have issues with that. Cause oh, it's, yeah. it's all internal. It doesn't, it, we've all got it. Yeah. Um, one of my two memories that were pivotal for me, not memories, but situations. Um, one of the last ones was I was talking to Haley about, I'm like, I want to get back to this body. Oh, yeah. And she was like, which one? Yeah. And I was like, sophomore year of high school because I was, <laughs> I was like playing lacrosse and like oh, all that you play stuff lacrosse? yeah me too man yeah uh -huh. oh, i forgot about that yep broke my clavicle in a game Whoa. actually yeah Whoa. that's when i stopped but i was like the fittest i've ever been in my life and yeah. she's like dominic do you hear yourself you're a 30 year old man and you're trying to go back to a 16 year old body you're a man right, right that's like you're a boy and i was like that moment i was like wait a second yeah yeah how like messed up is that totally like i'm a man now right i have a man's body yeah like yeah and no one expects any different no and yeah yeah just the i feel like in our culture like such the focus on like image it affects everyone and like it can make you be like feel more shallow and like judge people on that sort of thing to the point where it just like, yeah, it just like isn't very human and like it becomes this other thing and like this fantasy. And I don't know. There's just there's so much, so much of that body yeah, image. That stuff. would be like a, a whole nother pod. <laughs> right. Just on that. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like we've jumped around a bit. Sure have. But it's uh, I don't know. That's just like that's the flow, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It all kind of fits together. Well, is there any. Any specific topic you want to delve into? I think I mentioned to you that I've been reading a book called, I loved when you yes. brought in uh, the Naomi Klein book. Oh yeah. The other day. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, it's cool to do a little book, book tube. <laughs> totally. Um, I love the books. That's a play thing for me. Mm -hmm. I stopped reading for a long time and I realized I need to read. Yeah. Be reading. Yeah. Always be reading. Um, I've been reading our towns and I'm forgetting the name. It's two authors. It's a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. They were journalists. Um, they fly around the country in their four seater single engine plane from like 2013 to 2017. And they just talk about how all these small to mid-sized cities are doing so well. Yeah. And the thing that relates so much to Slobcore is it's obviously about community. Yep. But it's amazing how, yeah, there's a lot of complicated things about life a lot of reasons why communities say they can't do certain things for the community. Mm -hmm. But in this book, it's like, it gets down to some simple equations. Yeah. It's like a couple people who are really interested in making their community better. And then a couple people at the top who've got some green. Yep. Who decide to collaborate. And an example I shared with you earlier, this isn't the best example, but it's easy that in Holland, Michigan, um, that gets pretty wintry and snowy. Uh-huh a local business person uh, donated money to put in, install these 
pipes underneath the downtown so mm-hmm. that the sidewalks could be snow free. Yeah. And it was that one thing that spurred on this whole domino effect. Right. And it's kind of cool and inspiring and hope filled to think like, whoa, we actually could have nice things from like some simple. Yeah. Ignition. It points, takes. Yeah. Right? It just takes a little bit of work and you do like need to. Yeah. It like we do live in this disconnected world where it does have to be like, okay, I'm doing this thing for this and it might take a little effort. It might take a little money, but yeah, things can really like build up. Yeah. And, and I should say that it's not all simple. Like I think a better example would be the Columbus episode mm. or episode, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the chapter. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love TV too. Um, <laughs> was cool because it was during the recession that the mayor actually made a very controversial decision to raise the tax rate. Oh yeah. Which most places would be like, okay, we got to cut taxes. People are not doing well. And then all of our police force, fire department, all of our city works are going to have to lay people off. Mm -hmm. He did the opposite. It actually helped the city stay very solvent and increase services to where now, as opposed to, I think the local, the closest city to them, Detroit, which like is not doing yeah. as well. Um, they are doing well as a city. Right. And one of the coolest things was they integrated the public library system with the local schools. Oh. And so instead of building like a whole library for this high school, like let's just use the awesome Carnegie library. That's already Oh my there. gosh, totally. And they got local people, businesses to donate, um, time for the students to go and work like five hours a month mm-hmm. at these businesses and pay off some of their tuition yeah and they're getting job skills and they're getting referrals um all of these like integration things right that yeah. now the city is is doing like pretty well right oh that's awesome right pretty cool huh so if you're interested definitely check out that book our towns um yeah yeah. And so I think I wanted to talk about place. Yeah. Well, that's the theme. That that makes me think of the slobcore picnics that I threw mm-hmm. this summer. Cause like I do like being a conduit and like building community and like bringing people together. And those things were like kind of a lot of effort, like to make a big dish. But it's like, you know, this is something I like doing. And like I'm going to put out the signals like, hey, come here and like I'm going to do this. And like amazing things are able to come from that. And it does take a little bit of like effort and energy. And definitely I was like so tired the days after those. Oh yeah. But it did feel really good just to be able to like kind of facilitate those places and events. If people wanted to do something similar, Mm -hmm. been having the idea to just get together with people at the park like that but they're nervous or don't think they know how to do it. Do you Uh have some tips, some just basic (sighs) do this type things? I think, I think what you got to hold on to is like people want to get together. They want to make connections. Like generally I found people feel pretty lonely and disconnected. And like, especially after COVID, like it's feels harder to like make friends and connect with people. Um, But you do have to kind of just be bold and like, almost a little bit of like, no, this is going to be great. And yeah, it's, I would say, yeah, you just have to sit. If you're uncomfortable or anxious about it, that's fine. But you might just have to sit with that and like still do it anyway. And like see what spontaneity spontaneity can bring. Cause like 
so many of these things I've done over the last couple of years, I've been like nervous about it. I'm like, yeah. what if it goes wrong? What if, what if like, no one shows up? Yeah. And even times like there's been times where I've like, there was one time I, when I was getting into photography, I was like, Hey, meet up at like noon at Gabriel park. And we'll, I'll do like portraits for people. Yeah. And only my friend Lennon showed up, mm-hmm. but that was amazing. We took so many good pictures. We had a good one-on-one hang and like went and got food afterwards. Yeah. And it was awesome. And even I also did some like movie streaming and I posted about it on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, over the winter. And each time I did that, it would be like a movie I wanted to watch. And I was like, well, I might as well see if anyone on the internet wants to join. Each time it was like one or two friends joined. Sure. And it was like, okay, is this really worth it? But then it was super nice just to like spend an evening like chatting and like joking about the movie. Yeah. And so I think for me too, I'm never that. I never have like a victory goal or like, this is what makes this thing successful. It's more about the process of doing it. Mm. Like even in doing slob cores, I've told people like if all the footage gets corrupted or like if this podcast ends up not being recorded right at the end of the day, like that is a bummer, but it's more about the conversation and the connection That's at true. the heart of it. So yeah, I think for me, I just realized like I have all these people I want to connect with and I like bringing people together and so it did take a little bit of boldness to do, um, but it, it's been worth it every single time. It looks so fun. Yeah. The one reason we didn't come up is like, we forget or, oh, sure. you know, we're an hour away. So sure. sometimes you have other things going on, yeah. but it looked so cool. Yeah, I do. I love throwing things that are so low pressure too. Mm. Like it's not a problem at all that you guys didn't make it. Yeah. And it was fun to like have six throughout the summer and like set the dates early. So people would kind of plan on it because summer's busy. It wasn't, it was surprising, you know, we didn't do things for a while. We didn't mm-hmm. have like the money and we yeah. were just also like exhausted and tired. This yeah. summer we did some things. Nice. Let me tell you, I went down to the Bay Area for a friend's wedding. Ooh. Went and visited family in Sacramento yeah. that I haven't seen in years. We went to a music festival in LA and saw my buddy that I haven't seen for a while. We went up to uh, Canada and Bellingham, Washington. Ooh. It was Haley's first time out of the country. Oh my gosh! Across the international border for nice. the first time. It was, it was awesome. Uh, we went and then we were there for the. Uh, it was the Festival of Lights. So I guess it's uh, Canada, Philippines, Mexico. Oh, cool! I don't know if that Whoa. rotates or yeah. like you know yeah. if it's that every year. But it just so happened to be that weekend, and they light up this huge fireworks show. Oh my show gosh! And. Haley's cousin is um, is dating somebody from Canada, so she took us around to the local spots. That's the best. Oh, it was really cool. Wow. So we actually were like really busy and yeah. like reflecting back, like we've been talking about. Uh-huh. It's good to reflect because I get down on myself sometimes. Be like, I need to have more fun. I need totally. to like <laughs> do more things. Like, wait, we have. Right. It's time to chill for a bit. Yeah. So yeah. That that is another thing that I do like about doing all this documentation is because I can get in my head the same way. Yeah. And like, oh no, literally all I need to do is look at the photos. Like I've been up to a lot. You got to fact check yeah. yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes my brain cannot always be trusted by myself. Um, I mean, our brains are like wired to keep us safe. Yeah. Right. And we can't discern any more of like, 
from back when we were humans of old to be like, okay, we're going to get eaten alive by this wild animal. Right. Now we miss an email and we're like, our brain registers <laughs> it the same way. Right. Right. It's not our friend. The hairs on the back you know? of my neck are up. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And that's actually one of the things I do like about my photography specifically is I can be like, so in the zone when I'm like out doing stuff or especially like a family gathering where everyone's like around and I'm kind of aware of everything going on. I kind of can get out of it a little bit, but with photography, it definitely is a tool to like kind of keep me in the moment. And even in times where I'm kind of not in the moment, when I go through my photos at night, editing them, it is like a nice, like, it's almost like dreaming in the way of how it like Mm. indexes your day. Yeah. I do really enjoy that aspect of it. I think it's one of the reasons I'm, I take so many photos and like Hmm. I'm constantly editing them. If it's something that can give you presence, Mm -hmm. my goodness, what a gift, right? Like to be able to be present, like today we've been like having a mission. Yeah. So we're like, okay, here's our list and we're going to this store and we're doing this, like having that mission that's not too pressure filled. Yeah. That's not too intense has given me such a present. I felt very present with you today. Totally. And it's been so cool to be like, well, I haven't been worrying about like, yeah, you know, all these other things and to have like a day yeah. like that, yeah. even like a couple hours is pretty cool. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, that's definitely one of the reasons like I keep so motivated and do all this. And one of the reasons my job feels even more and more draining. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here for eight hours. I could be experiencing the world and taking <laughs> pictures and like recording podcasts. Right. But knowing that you're working hard so you could do days. Exactly. Like this, right? Yeah. Cause that was one thing too. It's like, I finish a day at work and I still have like six hours in the evening. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just like totally zone out and don't even know what I did. And that's fine. Sometimes I like doing that, but it's like, you know, I could be doing more with my time. And I think that would make me feel better too. Mm -hmm. Cause it's almost, I have all this energy. I'm not expending at work. Like my work. I think we talked about this the first time. Like you're like a therapist. You're like talking with people. You're using a lot of social and emotional energy. I'm sure. Yeah. Whereas I'm just listening to podcasts, like doing some menial task and trying to get through the day. Mm-hmm. And so realizing that one of the reasons I feel so tired and out of it is actually because I have all this emotional and social energy that I hadn't been using. And so just to be a little more intentional with my time and my free time has been like huge. Yes, that is huge. So easy to check out. Right. Yeah. But I've noticed that the, those tasks that you're describing get you like way more tired. So the days when I have so many gaps in between clients that Mm -hmm. I'm doing notes, like for a long time in between, I come home so exhausted. Whereas if I have plans, not back to back all day, because that's also the other end really exhausting. If I have a better flow where I'm interacting, yeah, I feel pretty like on and I feel like ready to go do things after. So it's that hard balance of like, how do you not check out? but not overburden yourself with like Mm -hmm. constant conversation and things. Mm -hmm. I was thinking though, like with what you're just saying, I feel like a traveler. Yeah. You've been talking about your place as like the tavern. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of ancient, you know, (laughs) I'm coming by, I'm telling my story, you're providing sustenance and like, uh, it feels like a respite. Yeah. You know, especially being away from my home, like an hour away. Mm -hmm. I can kind of disconnect from 
some of the worries and things and you're this mystical like tavern <laughs> innkeeper yeah, to be yeah. like come the big ladle and the big cauldron yeah <laughs> it's so special yeah. i mean i think you know mm-hmm. but um that's so it's so rare and it's such a talk about like having a mark on thank you on life yeah no it is kind of funny because I've never been that like competitive or like cared so much about like achieving or whatever. And like, I kind of just like experiencing the world, like taking lots of data. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books and like to talk to people and listen to people. And so it's like, Oh, I can just like be a chiller. Like I can just do that. And Mm -hmm. like, it's meaningful and it's not something that I'm like doing just for other people's benefit. Like it's what I enjoy to do too. You can have it all. Yeah. Haley reminds me of that sometimes she's like, Dominic, you can do, do the things yeah. you can have it. Totally. I'm like, what? Like even just thinking about that uh-huh. to like, you can have what you want. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. I, I've talked about this a bit. I was a house president at Graceland, which is kind of like in between an RA and a frat president. Okay. Cause my, understanding from a lot of colleges RAs don't do like too much. Like you have some responsibilities Mm -hmm. and maybe you throw like a random little come get s'mores in the lobby and like four people come. Mm -hmm. But at Graceland, it was more, it's kind of like Hogwarts where like the social life of campus is all about the different halls, which is just like one floor of the dorms and they're not co-ed. So one floor of the men's hall was Mm -hmm. Clawson. That was my house. Would you have like a, are you the dragons, the Clawson dragons? <laughs> We're actually the Crusaders, oh. which I don't feel great about. Crusaders okay. are pretty evil. Yeah. Um, but we are the Crusaders. And, uh, but like being the house president is like multiple weekly meetings. You have a house meeting, which like everyone comes to. And then you have another meeting with all the other house presidents on campus. And you're doing a lot more like community building and like social support and like okay. being there for the freshmen and like, um, dealing with like confrontations and like mediating people. Sounds right up your alley. So yeah, definitely right up my alley. And it was something I like kind of naturally have always done in my life. Um, but that's like, was one of the most fulfilling jobs I ever had. Like it was definitely a whole lot of work on top of being a full-time student. Yeah. Um, but just like, it was such an amazing year. Like it was great being able to be there for people going through different crises or like mm-hmm. there was one of my friends who like, I was one of the, like the second people person he came out to and I wow. like was able to support him as he like came out to his family and stuff. And okay. like, I was just so honored to like be there and partially because I was in this position where people know it's like peer support. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really special to have that. You can show up in a way that even therapists can't cause that peer support <sighs> yeah. is so integral like totally you mentioned to me that a uh, site or that thing is like uh-huh. lying to my therapist right yeah. whereas if you're a peer it's you know maybe there's less of that barrier definitely and i've thought about this like we wouldn't need as much emphasis on therapy if there was more peer support out in the community yeah. those different levels of care yeah right so for you to be there for somebody and have be like present with them like that as a freshman. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. No. And that's the part I loved. I was also supposed to be like enforcing the rules and like <laughs> busting people. We would go on like rounds and if people were being loud, you'd tell them to be right. quiet. But I definitely did not focus most of my energies in that part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those early jobs can be 
Yeah, like the most fulfilling. One of yeah. my favorite jobs ever was when I did Safe Ride online oh, campus. Nice. We were in these minivans. Yeah, yeah. And we get a dispatcher <laughs> sitting in an office. They'd uh -huh. be like, all right, go to the bar and pick up this person. They have four people with them. So we'd pull up. Totally. We'd call them. The, you'd have you and another person in the minivan. Uh-huh. And you bump music and <laughs> we weren't supposed to, but we'd take them to Taco Bell or like something like yes. that. And then the, oh. the word would get around and be like, take us to Taco Bell. <laughs> and it was great because like you felt like you were doing them a solid. Oh, you were sure. like making sure they didn't drive drunk. Yeah. They didn't hurt anybody else. Yeah. They loved it was a small school. So they loved seeing you to be like, hey, it's Dominic or whoever. Yeah. And then almost like what we're doing now, uh -huh. you and your um, person that was in the van with you working. In the downtime, you'd be able to like talk about live stuff. Totally. And it was the best paid job on campus because it was like not taxed. Nice. So it was like $40 a night. <laughs> right. Eight, it was like 10 30 to 2 30. And you're like, whoa, big money. <laughs> That's my like uh, McDonald's money yep. for a couple weeks. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that sounds great. And yeah. So that house president job was awesome. I was then the president of all the house presidents my next year senior year. And so that was cool being like the support for the HPs. Okay. Cause it's, it's the Harry Potters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly like house presidents at Graceland get way too much put on their plate. And like, it is like so intense and so draining. Is it a paid job? It is a paid job and you do get a free room, Ooh. your own room on the dorm. And I think there's some scholarship money too. Okay. But at least for me, it was like, I'm getting paid 15 hours a week, minimum wage, federal mm -hmm. minimum wage in Iowa. Yeah. So it was like not getting that much money from it, but um, it was still so cool. But I bring that up because the aspects of that job that I love the most of just like being with people and kind of helping foster community. Like when I graduated and I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do, it's like, okay, what careers can that fit into? Sure. But then I just realized, like, I think a job is always going to feel like a job to me. Yeah. And, like, I, I've i loved the way in the last couple of years through my artwork and just through, like, what I do in my free time, I've, like, felt that same, like, invigoration and, like, the same, like, joy of, like, just being able to, I don't know, be a little more house president-y. Which, it's not, it's not like I'm the house president of all my friends or whatever. No, but, but it kind of is like that. Kind of, You're yeah. like the HP. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like, if you if you became, like, a wedding photographer, wood photography, it would become a job then, and it yeah. would take away. Like, I love history. Yeah. And was like, you should have been a history teacher. I'm like, no, that would take away from all my love. Totally. Totally. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, people have asked, like, you like cooking so much, you want to be a chef? Yeah. And, like... I know people who work in the restaurant industry and it's like so hard. And I saw like a live stream or like a uh -huh. video of like, okay, um, this is a video of what happens behind the scenes at a London restaurant. Yeah. It is so fast paced. It is so intense. Seriously. Yeah. And not yeah. chill for me. Like cooking is such a therapy and it's like something I love to do and I love to share. And yeah, like the chef friends I know, like it's hard to feed yourself and hard to like cook for yourself after a long, a long shift. So yeah. yeah. Mostly just go home and eat toast. Yep. That's, <laughs> I think they show that in the bear. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or I've heard it from different videos where, uh -huh. yeah, you've been cooking all day. You're just going to eat some ramen. Or, yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, I do like keeping that my passion, but uh, I do have 
I think a dream life of mine, if I could just fully take slobcore on the road, Ooh. like travel, even though I travel love having the inn, but like if I had just like a sick like food truck almost mm-hmm. that was also like a camper RV. And I could just drive around the country and like go do slob cores with all my friends all over the place and like meet new people and almost do like a travel show, be yeah. like slob Anthony Bourdain and just yeah. on the streets. You could post on Twitter be like, meet me at this place, yeah. come sign up. And then you'd like do little dinners and totally and take people's stories down. That doesn't seem like that too far fetched, right? If you do like a van life yeah. van and then have a little cook totally situation i don't know if that's necessarily the lifestyle i want and like van life can be a lot of like fantasy and i do like having health insurance for my job fair um, important but because of the health anxiety yep. right? yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> but yeah in a world where like slobcore just suddenly pops off and like i have a patreon and i make enough money like that would be very fun in a world where slobcore <laughs> pops off <laughs> yeah once the slobcore media empire really begins what would you call your fans, Slobcoreans? Oh, or is there a name for the for the that's group? That's a good question. Have I done this yet? Slobbies. Slobbies. Slobbies almost feels too easy. I really like Slobcoreans, actually. Slobcoreans. <laughs> Slob <laughs> Slobaganders. I think Slobgorians or Slobcoreans, not Slobcoreans. <laughs> I mean, if you set up a fan page, they can name themselves, right? True, true. I guess. I, have you listened to Depression Mode by John Moe? Uh-uh. Uh, they call themselves Preshies. Nice. I think they came up with it for nice. like the fan base. Yeah, that, that's cool. always fun the way different fandoms do that. Shout out that podcast, by the way, for mental health. Depression Mode? Depression Mode Check by John Moe. Really good. Nice. Kind of, it started out, uh, Hilarious World of Depression was the first edition. Okay, I think he, I listened to some of those, yeah. He has like a bunch of comedian friends, and he was noticing, wait, a lot of my comedian friends also <laughs> so have depressed. depression. Yeah. And what is that about? So it'd be a lot of celebrity or like comics for the first yeah. edition, and then he went to a different public radio company and then started and rebranded. Then he ended up interviewing um, like the, what do you call the the main health person? in the white house. Oh uh, yeah. The surgeon general Surgeon general. Yeah. You know, and getting like big names like that on. Wow. So kind of got fairly macro level. Totally. Really good podcast. Oh, good resource awesome. there. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot of different like podcasts and just like internet people and live streamers really are a big inspiration for like what I do. Cause I think those types of media specifically you're just constantly doing it and it's more of a process rather than like writing a book or writing a song or writing a poem and that kind of, and just seeing people like being free and just like doing things extemporaneously was kind of like, Oh, I could do that too. Do Um, you ever get tired though? Do you ever get um, some days? I really don't want to record this video. I guess I do like, especially through the grief course. A lot of them, it would be like one day I record, I made like seven or eight when I felt like super inspired. Oh, you do the like uh, pre. Yeah. yeah. And there's been times where like I do like the slobcore a day, like I make them and I post them right away. But it has been nice also to be able to batch them because like especially the last couple of months, my energy levels have just been like, I don't know what it's going to be like until each day. Yeah. So, but I haven't like. 
tied myself down to like, I need to make this today. So if I'm not feeling it, I just don't do it. I really do just let like the flow go. Yeah. Cause they talk a lot about like burnout with streamers <laughs> yeah. and people making content. Oh, totally. So. Yeah. And that's the other thing. If I try and like make this a financial enterprise, if yeah. like my rent is tied to my artwork yeah. in some way, like that's terrifying. So yeah, for me at the heart, it's more my expression and like wherever it goes, who knows? might go somewhere but at the end of the day it's it's for me and it's for just like my friends and family and it's cool that other people on the internet can join and like at this point i have so many just random friends who i've met like through slopcore and now we like dm on instagram or even yeah other people who have like sent me stuff like shout out rachel i don't know if you're gonna listen to this but rachel rachel she makes um Spanish language like TikTok videos because her husband Salvadoran and okay. like um so she actually sent me I think they're called Moro seeds which is a special seed that they use in Salvadoran horchata because mm. I did just a basic horchata recipe and then mm-hmm. she was like you got to try this one and oh. so she sent me the seeds that like you can't really buy many places she mailed them to me wow and like i made up that recipe that she sent me and it was amazing wait this was a fan like this someone is, you didn't know yeah so she, we're like i guess we're tiktok peers okay except her her page gets a lot more views like she's pretty viral okay but she's also in like the slobcore uh like group chat that i started a few months ago and like that's awesome yeah wait there's a group chat yeah it's on instagram I can add you in there. Okay. I forget so my, what my, uh, my page. That's not really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that's been fun. People just like share what they're cooking and eating. Okay. And it, it doesn't, it's not always going off, but see, that's, that's interesting. Like my question to you earlier was, Oh, do you get criticism? And I yeah. don't even think about the positive nature of, Hey, I love that dish. Yeah. Let me send you some spice because this is like a dish that I know how to make. Totally. Um, what was I thinking of? Oh yeah. Like I was watching a video where somebody said, I think he was using, um, it was a curry type spice, uh-huh. but the person's respond like, Oh, that's really just a finishing spice. Uh-huh. And you're adding it like here. What I guess is kind of a criticism feedback. Yeah, sure. But that's cool that your content's actually oh, yeah. getting interacted with in a way. Oh yeah. Oh, have you thought about using this salt? Let me send you some. Totally. Wow. And for me, like I'm not precious about anything. I'm not an expert. I'm just like doing it. Like I I'm willing to like make any recipe for the first time. And so I do love hearing feedback and like when people have like advice in a positive way. That's cool. Cause that's another barrier of people. I think send, yeah. doing content, like I'm not an expert. Well, when I watch videos, I'm not thinking, Oh, I'm, I'm watching this for their expertise. Yeah. Like for Ali's cooking, it's, oh, everybody has a different way. Totally. Let me learn a different way. Not that it's the right way. Totally. Yeah. And people have so much insecurity about like cooking and they don't think they can do it. And that's another reason I even started because I love just letting people know like you can do it. You can mess up. You can do it sloppy. You can like make a big mess and it can still be good. Because, um, yeah, there is a lot of that like people stopping themselves before they even start. And especially like, I mean, we could talk for hours about our culture around food and oh, like, yeah. and cooking. Also, I'd say this a lot. It's a lot of work. It's and, a ton. The cleanup. Oh the my prep, gosh. Yeah. The actual, the actual cooking itself uh-huh. doesn't seem to be hard. Yeah. 
at least for me, it's the prep and the cleanup. Mm -hmm. That's the really oh, tough. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. And the planning and the shopping and oh yeah. Like the reason I'm able to cook as much as I do is because I've like completely oriented my life around being this way. Mm -hmm. But you kind of have to, right? Yeah, definitely. But it's because it's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'd be cooking for myself anyway. It's not that hard to cook for two. I was thinking about that today. Like I'm spending all day doing this cook thing. Yeah. And then going around and like spending money on these like ingredients and uh -huh. things. And I'm like, you know, you always have that check on yourself. Like, should I be um, spending this money yeah. on like three different types of meats for this pho? <laughs> and then you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like if I think of a like uh, the money I would spend somewhere else, oh, I'm totally. getting like the supreme amount of happiness right now yeah, <laughs> with yeah. this. Definitely. You know? And yeah. that's pretty cool. That's kind of a cool feeling because mm -hmm. there's so many different options in life and so many different things you could spend your time or money in yeah. and to like know in that moment to be like, no, this is, I'm content. I'm totally. very happy with this. Totally. Cool. Yes. I definitely like my fridge and pantry is much more stocked than I think most 28 year old men living alone <laughs> would be. When we were going through the list and like at least half the recipe, yeah. you're like, got it, yep. got it. Yep. got this which i love i feel so cool like it's very cool it's kind of a flex I'm yeah like, oh, okay yeah i budgeted four hundred dollars to spend at winco when i first moved in because i was like i need the spike spice rack fully flushed out yeah i need all the canned goods because that's another thing when people don't cook very often and then it's like okay i'm gonna make a dish then you spend like a hundred bucks because you bought like all the spices and all the things you didn't have and then it feels awful because you like spent this money for one dish but then you realize you're only going to use a little bit of that yeah. spice. Keep yeah. using it. Yeah. And, and to go to Barber uh, World yes, Foods yes. and just we were. We oh, had, my gosh. We that got was a very few fun. things. Uh -huh. But a lot of it was us just walking around and yeah. like ogling all of the like beautiful like food from other countries. And then we met that wizard. Yeah. We, we got a, a like a side mission, like a lore drop. <laughs> yeah. About the balsamic vinegar. Uh-huh. And then he told us about the uh, the alcohol, like he had connects with like a procurement for all these beers and things. Right. He was a walking Wikipedia. Yeah, that was that was an amazing little interaction. You got to get him on the pod. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I'll recognize him. But go to Barber. There might be a beer and vinegar wizard. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, we also learned about the Piggly Wiggly from the person mm -hmm, at the front. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd forgotten. It used to be Piggly, Piggly Wiggly. And then we headed to the H Mart. Yep. Yeah, we could. Uh, and that's just a little sampling of the wonderful grocery stores around here. <laughs> Actually, that's one project me and my older brother, Andrew, um, we've been talking about doing for a while, but we both love grocery stores so much Yeah, and doing like grocery specific, like media. So I think once the slobcore media empire explodes, that will definitely be a, a department grocery reviews. <laughs> yep. We are going to do the grocery gaze, the grocery basically gazette shortened. And we're like, that makes it sound like we are gay, which no problem. Yeah. No problem. But we don't also don't want to, don't want to steal valor. <laughs> but, Stolen ballot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hello. Are we still in? Mike, is it going? Oh, shit. I think I just hit the off switch. Hello. Hopefully it wasn't. I don't think it was like that the whole time. That would be embarrassing. I guess we'll find <laughs> oh, out God. when it's recorded. Oh, no. No, I've, I've been hearing it in my I've headphones. I've been hearing you. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, just a little freak out. <laughs> um, okay, we've been going an hour, 13 minutes. That's probably we good. Can, we can wrap it up. You feeling yeah. good? We could also, I think there's a few more things. If we need to do an addendum, we can. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, Dominic, thanks for coming on. Thanks this for having been wonderful. me. This has been great. And there will be a Slobcore video of the wonderful pho that we are yeah, making yeah. up right now. Bye, Slobcoreans. All right, bye.